Hello, welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. I am one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you today? I'm great, Johnny Cakes. We're here at... uh, I'm already interrupting you. (laughs) Good. Smooth as silk, this podcast, man. (laughs) Episode 30. Couldn't, Couldn't figure it out after 30 episodes how to do this thing. 30? Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. When I'm scrolling through them, I'm like, oh, holy shit, we did this many podcast episodes. Um, and now we have, people... you know, now we have fans and and emails, and, and it's, a, you know, it's a, it's almost a thing, kind of. Yeah, the emails have dwindled. I think we, pit, I, like I said, I really think we pissed off some of our emailers or not happy about some of the conversation turns with The Bachelor. Um, you know, look, it's not going to be forever. We're just recapping a funny show. Yeah. I don't know why people can't stick with it, but um, for anyone that's new to the podcast, you can listen to us on Anchor, which was now purchased by Spotify. So on Anchor or Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, obviously, and SoundCloud. Now, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at GardenStateOfMindCast at gmail.com. What did you think of the Super Bowl? I kind of liked it. Um, you know, I know everyone... I think you didn't like it much and was bored and everything, but you know yeah. it was a, it was a one it was a one score game at all times. Not that I thought the Rams were going to score after a certain point, but you know uh, all it takes is you would think you know the, the offense of the century all it takes is one of their playmakers to to break a play and you know tie a game or something, but it just never happened. But I I, I always love the Super Bowl. It doesn't you know it's I thought that was I thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean I. I hate to be on the same side as everyone else. Uh, I did think it was boring. I mean, I've never been watching a Super Bowl and then got up and started shooting pool in the middle of it and was more <laughs> concerned with how that game was going than the actual Super Bowl. It, you know, I mean, I guess it was a combination of a defensive battle versus inept offense. I mean, I I don't think Goff looked particularly good. Uh, he made a couple nice throws, but he missed a few. I mean, if he if he hits Cooks, I think, or you know, if that if if they connect for that one touchdown, it's a different game for sure. But they didn't, and I don't know. It, you know, I, I would say Belichick definitely. My God, he schemed that one perfectly. He really oh. did. Oh my God, it was virtuoso performance. I'm just on you know, and then when you, I'm sure you listened to all the podcasts I listened to this week, breaking down the film. Um, you know where they're they're putting, you know, Edelman inside and fullbacks and, and running backs wide out and you know that's why he's beating linebackers all over the place and you know just just amazing yeah well i mean and and the plays are designed perfectly for edelman right and brady's yeah. just the right quarterback to get the ball to him in the perfect spot you know he's as accurate or, or more accurate than just about anyone we've ever seen throw the ball um yeah i mean they look it, it brady did what he needed to do in the right moments he didn't have a spectacular game you know i thought they looked really they looked really good in between the 20s you know they were able to move the ball a lot more than the rams were um but then you know the rams defense i mean give them credit they they held the patriots down for a while and they couldn't get anything done neither of them could 
But as soon as you saw that that completion to Gronk, man, it's that was it. Lights out, game over. You know, you knew it. Yeah, and that sequence, they ran the same play three times in a row. Yeah, hit three different guys on it, and I mean, just you know, I I don't know when if Belichick leaves, if what's his name, um, you know, takes over and keeps it going. I mean, you're still going to need some semblance of a quarterback. Brady was almost in the Peyton Manning Broncos zone where, you know, he, well, well, Manning couldn't have thrown that Gronk pass in the, in that Broncos Super Bowl. So Brady can still give you a pass, but I guess, I guess in three years from now, it'll be Brady's Manning Super Bowl where he's just, uh, you know, an out and out facilitator and doing nothing. It'll be at least three years from now, right? He's well, going to win mean, the ne- He's not going to have the same, uh, like neck issues and stuff like Manning just was done. He couldn't throw the ball kind of like breeze today or um, Cam Newton with this, with the injuries got like mm-hmm. Manning just couldn't throw the ball. It's hard for me to imagine like the, the impeccable shape that Brady keeps his body in. Right. Like, you know, I don't know. He's the hyperbaric chamber, all this crap that he's doing. He, um, th- there's, there's no way that he's slowing down. I think when he decides to stop, like he's still going to be able to throw the ball really well. Yeah, and you know, um, I know uh, the Ringer guys were mentioning whoever their offensive line coach is, and I guess he's been there for a million years. Yeah, why we never talk about this guy? I mean, has Brady ever been sacked in the playoffs? You know, I don't think except for except the except the Barnett last year. He wasn't sacked in this playoffs, right? Or did did they get him once? I don't know. I think he was he was either touched once or not at all, and I'm pretty sure it was not at all. In this Super Bowl, um, well, the Eagles got to him last year, didn't they? N- no, except for the the turnover, he didn't. Oh, he was not sacked. I, I thought they put him down. Yeah, I, I, I mean that offensive line is just—it's it, not Brady. It's not his elusiveness. I mean, yeah, he no. gets rid of the ball, but it's that offensive line. It's just insane. So big, they're tough. Yeah, I you know, and as the game wore on, and you know, and, and then I started. Rounding all my bets into shape, I just embraced the Patriots. I'm fine with it. I like watching the best quarterback, the best coach. It's all good to me. Um, it's definitely frustrating as an Eagles fan because we certainly would have beaten the Rams. We should have beaten the Saints, and we could have given the Patriots a go. Um, yeah, I'm on the fence as to whether or not I think uh... – the Eagles could have beaten the Patriots this year. I just Me don't too. know about that. The The defense looks really good, really good. And and if the Eagles <laughs> wouldn't have been able to get to Brady, it would have kind of been a similar sort of an outcome. Because well, I did think the Eagles were very much like the Rams, like we talked about last week, except that I do think Foles would have done more than Goff. Absolutely. And I think I think there's a little difference. I mean, I, I you know, I like McVay. I like what he's done. But I think there is just a little, at least last year, there was a little bit more balls from Peterson where um, I, I, I just think whatever opportunities were there, Doug would have taken better care of them. Because, like I said last week, although the Patriots dominate everybody and they figure out the, guess, the best game plan and they you know they got it all worked out, Brady still threw an interception on the, like the first drive of the game. Um, yeah. You know, they were tied, right? 3 3. You know, last week in Kansas City, they were tied, went to overtime. Like, they're still, they're, they're there to be had as great as they are, which is amazing. You know, because you sit here today and you're like, yep, the greatest team ever. And, you know, but then you 
you know, rewind back to that the Chiefs fourth quarter and you're like, well, shit, you know, they pretty much almost gave that away. Um, and Foles, Foles is certainly better than Goff. I mean, it's not even a question. Goff was was I, I'm not a hater, but, you know, he was hesitating. That Cooks pass should have been a touchdown. He was wait. He was he was waiting a second late all game. And, uh, you know, certainly jitters, I guess. And, you know, that has to play into it. Well, I think what's great is that he's going to get a huge contract um, because the Rams have nowhere else to go. You know, that he was there. He was supposed to be the future. So they're, they're stuck with him. He's going to be mediocre or just good enough to kind of keep them competitive. But the good news is when you get in the playoffs, he's probably not going to be the reason. If you win a Super Bowl, it's not going to be because of his play. Maybe he'll be able to, with some experience and just now that he's got some playoff games under his belt, maybe the next time they're in the playoffs, he's a little bit better. He's got a little more confidence. But I love it. I mean, being a, you know, we're, we're an NFC team. And I think, look, if you're up against the Rams in the playoffs, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about him. Oh, absolutely. You know, thinking NFC wise, who are you afraid of next year getting to the Super Bowl? Nobody in um, our division. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Well, the cowboy, the Cowboys. I, I don't think we could write the Cowboys off just yet. I'm not writing them off. I'm talking playoffs. Yeah, well, playoffs. I mean, if that defense is the, is the exact same. Uh, next year, I'd be a little scared of that. Um, although I don't know, they, I guess they did. They didn't do much to stop the Rams, now, did they? No. Yeah. No. That's kind of a joke. No, and it's still and it's Jason Garrett next year. They're due for an eight and eight. Yeah, that's that's the beauty is uh, the, it's the clapper is what's his name calls them. Yeah, they're every um, they're every, they're every other year. Yeah, that that that's very true. You know, they could they could easily go six and ten next year or something like that. Um, who else would I be afraid of? I mean, not the Saints. No. To me, the Saints are probably cooked now. Oh man, yeah, they're you know, all they do is trash talk and and pose for cameras. You know, after after they they come up with long plays and that mean that are, that are Netflix shows that are mean. <laughs> right. By the way, I'm going to remember his name now. Uh, Aaron Donald. Was he well, the, he was he on the field Sunday? Uh, you know, I hear all I hear about is Donald, Donald, Donald. Well, him and, him and play, Sue were, were – I guess what happened is, and maybe um, Belichick did, did the same thing that Peterson decided to do, which was they they just they just went at those guys. They double-teamed them, and there was nobody else left to come after Foles. So that's why Foles – I mean, Foles had an amazing game against the Rams. It was sick. It reminded you of that – you know, any of the playoff games. I'm sorry. It reminded you of either the Vikings game or, or the uh, the Super Bowl last season. Uh, Foles' performance against the Rams this year. But I think Belichick just took a page out of uh, Peterson's playbook, honestly, yeah, with how yeah, they attacked that I believe, line. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, again, it, this will be, it, you know, thank God we made the playoffs and won a game. And, you know, and most people realize we could have beaten the Saints. But this one, this one might get frustrating as the years go by of a little missed opportunity, at least to make it to the Super Bowl. Like, this... You know, this one is might be tough to think about as the years wear on. Yeah, because I mean, what they were going to lose to the Rams in the NFC Championship game? No ah, chance. Very doubtful. Yeah. Very doubtful. No way. And, and what I'm about not, Kid Genius, uh, McVeigh? I, you know, I, I, I think probably everybody knew he was going to get out coached. 
<laughs> well, at least for the first half. You know, I you know I had like I was all over the under in the first half and the first quarter, and then the second half I'm like, oh, it's got to go over now, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and I kept waiting for that over to happen. And it's you know it's funny we went from that that Monday night Chiefs Rams game where I live bet an over a hundred, <laughs> and at the Super Bowl I live bet an over sixteen that pushed. Could you <laughs> what? Wow, that's insane. The one team had no defense in the Chiefs, and and apparently the Rams didn't. I mean, the Rams did they they didn't figure anything out against the Chiefs that uh, you know they couldn't stop Mahomes that night. It was just back and forth. It's whoever had the ball last. That that's the pro- I think that's the problem, Eagles wise. The Eagles next year might lose to the Chiefs. You know, Mahomes should be making it there. You know, this is our chance to at least go up against the Patriots again. Again, not, yeah. I agree with you. Not that it would have been, you know, a slam dunk. It would have been, a, you know, a tough game. But, you know, you got to figure we have, pay, you know, we have Mahomes in there for the next how many years, don't we? I would agree. I would agree. He's probably going to be an issue to face um, in the Super Bowl. Look, the good news is that Reed's his coach. So you're getting Andy Reed coaching in the Super Bowl. How, I don't have many good memories of that. How would that feel? When the Eagles, when the Eagles lose to Andy Reid in the Super Bowl, won't that be the weirdest? Like I, well, I, I can't even comprehend it. Actually, it, well, it's because it's not going to happen. But yeah. the Eagles, um, it would have been so. Say that they had faced the Chiefs, you know, uh, two years ago in the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs took the Eagles down. Then it would have really stung. If Reed had gotten his Super Bowl before the Eagles, but now that the Eagles, you know, they got theirs under their belt, I wouldn't care as much. It would still sting a little bit, but at the same time, I, you know, I'd be happy for Reed, I guess. And I like Mahomes a lot. Like they're an interesting team. I like Kelsey. Um, you know, they're they're fun. I don't like uh, Tyreek Hill. I don't <laughs> like people that punch their girlfriends in the stomach and try to kill their unborn child. I'm not down with that. <laughs> No, yeah, you're really that, going out on a ledge on a limb there, huh? I know, I know, I know I'm in the minority uh, <laughs> with that take, but yeah, I I don't like all the 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 women beaters that they draft on that team. I, I don't either, man. And I'm telling you, uh, like you know, my son has been mentioning like on Instagram, like there was there was Eagles chatter for Kareem Hunt, and he's and he's kind of I I think he's looking at it from a fantasy perspective. I'm like, dude. You do not want a guy like this on your team. You just, I'm trying, you know, he's whatever, he's 15 years old. I'm like trying to explain to him, like, you can't, this is a big problem. No, well, remember, I mean, people were up in arms about Vic, you know, when Reed gave Vic a chance. And that was with dogfighting. You know, I think we have to have a problem with guys that punch women if we're going to have a problem with guys that put dogs into fighting rings. You know, and I, I, I didn't necessarily have an issue with Vic. I mean, I, he did his time. Uh, I, I felt like he was reformed. But, you know, I'm a dog lover, so I wasn't a fan of that. I definitely would not be down with Kareem Hunt uh, coming to Philadelphia. That would blow. No, and I think, um, you know, that's the one thing where we've, we've gotten very lucky. We haven't had, you know, we haven't had, like, the bad scandals, the wife beaters, um, other than Brett Myers, like he he smacked his girlfriend or something in, Bo- in Boston, yeah, like on the streets or something. Um, 
there hasn't been like that, you know, that disgusting, you know, punching and beating and throwing, you know, all the stuff, all the stuff that everyone else seems to do. We haven't really, we've gotten very lucky with that for our players. I mean, I don't like, think we've had anything besides Riley Cooper, right? And I, his I, racism. I think that's, I think that's it. I mean, and Michael Vick, I mean, you know, I'm with you. There's, uh, you know, you've seen me with my, with my dogs, especially my lab. I don't, I've never loved anything the way I love my lab. Right. But I think Michael Vick at the end turned out to be one of the best just team guys I've ever seen. One of the best ambassadors for the Eagles. Like he was like, you know, just in just in postgame interviews, he was great. He was, you know, he explained things. He took blame. He just I, I thought he was just a great teammate when it all was all said and done. And I think he learned from his mistakes. Yeah, he was the guy that had, you know, made sure that the team rallied around Riley Cooper when, you know, I'm sure that he wanted to bitch slap Cooper up and down that that locker room. But he was like, yeah, I got to galvanize his team. We, you know, he's a teammate. We're going to rally behind him. He, he seems sorry. Like, he was mature. You yeah. know, I mean, he could have taken the opposite stance there. No, I thought Vic was a stand-up guy. I mean, I think that's why a lot of players like him and a lot of coaches like him. He seems like stand-up, um, you, you know, not, not a bad dude at all. And he was always a competitor. So, yeah, I, I look, I was a fan of Vic's after he came to the Eagles. I, I liked him a lot. Yeah, I, I think it, it ended up well, and I, you know, I understand that the hardcore dog people will never forgive him. But um, and then and then he, you know, let's face it, he raised money for anti-dog stuff. I mean, uh, you know, right? You, I mean, he did everything that he would need to do besides resurrect a dog back to life. <laughs> you know what? What? What else do you want him to do? And I, I, I think it was sincere too. I don't think it was going through the motions. And I'm a, I. If you're offended, I'm sorry. I think he was really – I think he just didn't know, and then he understood it. Yeah, I, I think he was You know, he was immature. He was caught up in this lifestyle where it didn't seem like it was that bad of a thing. Um, do I understand it? No, you know, but uh, I'm not part of the dogfighting culture, so. One of our, uh, one of our uh, hardcore listeners famously said that Michael Vick killed more drives inside the red zone than dogs. Yeah, come on, exactly. <laughs> you should be more pissed at him as a Atlanta Falcons fan um, th- th- than as a dog fan. No, as a fumbler and an interceptor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he had some rough ones. I mean, look, he killed us against the Packers. That was just awful. His interception in the playoffs, terrible. Yeah. I was. I hated him that day. Yeah. Did you hear him on Lefko, too, and when he was talking about um, Chip Kelly? I did. God, yeah. Chip Kelly, what a jerk off. God. I, I know. Thank God we survived that. That was that three years, just three years of pure hell. We are so lucky. Oh my God. We're so lucky he didn't. Well, luck, now we know now that he didn't give a shit about Mariota. He didn't give a shit about players. It was all Chip Kelly. You yes. know, he, he, he could have put Vince Papali in there and probably thought he would have scored 50. Yeah, he was like the opposite of Belichick, right? So Belichick, I mean, Belichick will take the players, and and he figures out he figures out a scheme for that. You know, a fi- figures out a scheme where it's gonna fit for those players. They might not be the best at their position in the league, but he figures out what scheme's gonna make it work. Yeah, Kelly was more about this is my scheme, and if you don't fit into it, it doesn't matter. I don't care who you are, you're out. He's a, they were the exact opposite. Yeah, and you know, I'll never forget uh, Deshaun Jackson. Like, um, 
when I first saw him in preseason, I guess, like I'm like, oh my god, this is the fastest guy I've ever seen. And the Eagles, like I've never, he was certainly the fastest Eagle ever. Uh, probably the fastest athlete we've ever had in the city. I mean, maybe no or maybe Michael Vick was. Actually, Michael Vick, if you remember, I don't watch college football anymore, but I watch like the championship games. Um, I believe Michael Vick was so great. He took Virginia Tech to a championship game against Florida State, I think. And they were on turf. I think it was like the Sugar Bowl in Atlanta, I think. Um, it looked like. It looked like the dude was on skates or like on a people mover when he was running on that turf. He, <laughs> like it was, it was insane how fast he was. He and, scared defensive coordinators. Oh my! He definitely did. But uh, you know, but to get rid of Deshaun Jackson, um, I you know, I don't know. Chip, yeah, Kelly, I, uh, I, thank God he's gone. I had a major problem with him getting rid of Deshaun. I didn't care about Shady as much. It just for me, I I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, McCoy towards the end of his career there with the Eagles. I too much uh scat and east and west and not enough north and south uh with that guy for me. But but he was very talented. I'm not saying that he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I know. Guy. But it's it's running backs. I mean they're a dime a dozen. Well and yeah. You know that like Westbrook did it better for me than than McCoy, just in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely uh, there's there's no there's no comparison. I mean, God, look at look at look at Gurley Sunday. I mean, obviously hurt. Like, why are we playing this game? That he, he, I mean, I hope he's hurt. This guy's all this guy did was score touchdowns. Like, he's what do you have? He scored every game basically, and now Gurley. he's not he's not existent. I mean, well, uh, I think I heard Sims at Leftco suggest that maybe that dude runs out of steam. Like, he didn't look right the whole final month and a half of the season. Yeah, like, that's true. Actually, yeah. Maybe just tired out. I mean, he he wasn't doing much of anything towards the end there, so it could be that. Um, so you know, I, I have know where I was going to go I, with this. Yeah, go ahead. I, I have something I like to maybe switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the um, the divisional round, there was some uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans throwing snowballs. You saw Andy Reid like yelling into the crowd. Yeah, and, and then the conference championship game. Some dude had a laser pointer shining it in, you know, Brady's eyes. I, you know, you would think Midwest, Kansas City, you think they're decent people. These, I think these might be some of the worst fans in the league, right? Kansas City fans? I don't know. Just horrible, um, just horrible, I don't know horrible if I could people. graduate them. I, I don't know if I could graduate them to worst fans. I think for me it just goes to show there, there's no one fan base that is really all that much worse than another. Um Regardless of what's, I think there are probably some cities where you don't really run into any of that at all. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Kansas City, that's ridiculous. Well, um, who were those snowballs? Ice. Who were those snowballs aimed at? Was it just like a contest? They were trying to make it into a trash can, or I were they trying they, to hit people? Uh, I thought they drilled a ref, didn't they? Yeah, didn't and like the, the punter, I think. Yeah, they hit the punter. They hit the well. The punt, you know, the kickers. I don't, I don't care as much about. But yeah, they went after a ref. Um, Reed got pissed. I saw Reed yeah. turned around and started yelling into the crowd. The laser pointer, that's just ridiculous. I mean, come on. What are you yeah, doing? It's... it's got guys got good aim though. He he got Brady. <laughs> I guess I, he, wasn't that I before guess. an interception? I don't know. And he and he delved deep into it. I was just I was just appalled at their behavior. And then, you know, I think back years ago, I went to a, I went to the old Meadowlands. It was Chargers Giants. And uh 
my friend was a Chargers fan, so he's wearing like a Chargers jacket and shit. And it, there was some snow in the seats, and that was one of those big, like all. I mean, I have to tell you, New York fans—they're pretty. They'll give they're the Chiefs. Rough. They'll give the Chiefs fans a run for their money in, in being just horrible <laughs> people. But yeah, they were throwing snowballs over the place, and I had a dude with a target next to me in his Chargers gear. Oh, oh yeah, he was getting. He had to be yeah. getting killed. That was a famous. Now I don't. So all right, you figure New Yorkers. I can't. I can't make Kansas City people worse than Meadowlands. Of course not. Um, so put the Meadowlands first. But Kansas City Chiefs fans are really bad, and um, I know the Dodgers fans. I know they beat up a Giants fan, like within an inch of oh, his wait, life. Wait, Dude's wait a minute, Dodgers fans. They stabbed. They murder people. Yeah, the dude's, about killings. There's one, yeah, there's one dude paralyzing in a coma. Really, I mean, these some of these fan bases got to get their shit together. Well, you have L.A. gangs out. That, that's the, the other problem. You think about the Raiders and um, the Dodgers. I think there was a lot of gang shit happening in the parking lots after those games. People yeah. definitely, I remember hearing people getting stabbed right out there in a the lot. Like You don't hear yeah. about that all the time anywhere oh, else. The preseason, every the Chargers-Oakland game every year is a bloodbath. A preseason? Yeah. I mean, you know, what are we fighting about here? The, the Chargers? I didn't uh, even know that they had enough fans where you could have a, a portion uh, of them that would be violent and angry. I'm sorry. I meant the, I meant the Niners in Oakland. In oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, cause we're talking about the Bay Area. Yeah, yes. Know, what a yeah, tough so, area that is. Yeah, but these people are – these people, these fans are animals. They're animals. I, I think so. I, it's the last thing on my mind when I go to a game is I want to go find a fan from the other team and punch him in the face. Right. Yeah, right. You know, hey. I, I don't care. I don't care who they root for. Um, no, I'm with you. I mean, you know, I had an ice incident at the, uh, in the Meadowlands. I went to see, uh, Metallica and Guns N' Roses back in the early nineties. And I had a fan threw, uh, pieces of ice at Axl Rose's balls is nuts on stage. Really? And he, he, he walked off stage. That was the end. That was the end of the concert. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty re- cool though. That was you a, get, a, you a get real occurrence. Axel- you get an Axl Rose diva story though, which, which is pretty good. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, like Metallica was really good, and I think Faith No More opened up. Like they were the first <laughs> act. They they had like one song. I think it was called Epic. I, I can't remember the name of that song. You Epic. want it all? <laughs> That's right. You you can't have it. It. Um, yeah, they were. You know, they played that song, and then probably ten other ones that were terrible. And then Metallica was amazing. And then I want to say Guns N' Roses performed about four or five songs. Axl Rose's voice sounded like shit. And then some fans in the front row were throwing their ice from their sodas or whatever at his balls. And and he, yeah, he stormed off stage. First he yelled, called us all fuckers. <laughs> and then he, he walked off stage. And that was the end of the concert. I had to yeah. drive home from the yeah, Meadowlands after that. Fucking New Yorkers, they're the worst. They're the worst people on earth. Let's all right. We'll, <laughs> let's go New Yorkers, New England, Boston area, and then Kansas City. And I think Did, we got our. Oh no, I'm sorry. L.A. Don't forget L.A. L.A. Yeah. Oakland, San Francisco, then Kansas City, and there's your, there's your worst fan bases. I think. Well, and if you're a a a black guy in Boston. I'm pretty oh. sure you're not you're not liking those Boston fans. I'm well, pretty, I'm pretty I, sure. No, of course not. I put Boston third. Yeah, they listen. They could be. I mean, a second. They could be. You know, it's a photo finish. Boston and New York. 
<laughs> Did you see the tweet um, earlier this week that it was, I guess, the day of the parade? There were these Boston uh, fans fighting each other. Yeah. I mean, giving each other some massive beatdowns. I saw guys getting kicked in the face. Um, just de- uh, deplorable behavior uh, the day after just, you won the fucking Super Bowl. I know, man. They're just, they're just there's horrible, horrible people there. And I'm just <laughs> I'm so glad we don't live there. I'm so glad. Well, I look. I'm not going to gloss over the fact that we had a fan that ate horse shit and punched a horse in the mouth, in the face, okay, last year. Um, and they had to grease the poles to keep people from climbing up them. But, you know, we weren't brawling in the streets during the parade either. I don't know what you're talking about. It's... Oh, come on. Just be realistic. I, it, look, it happened. It's okay. It happened. In some circles, that's a delicacy, Johnny. What, the horse shit? Yeah, maybe not to your, you know, unsophisticated palate. In my neighborhoods of South Jersey, that would be frowned upon, eating uh, horse shit. Have you, you know, have you thought how, I'm I'm going off another subject. I was thinking about um, the Phillies and the Eagles. So I'm thinking, you know, with the the Phillies trade, the Sixers trade. I, I was I was trying to start to think like how much money have I spent on on all these sports teams over the years and like it's it's it can't even compute and then I was thinking and I was thinking Wawa all the times I went to Wawa to buy like a newspaper like yeah. how much can you can you even calculate how much money you spent on at Wawa over the years is this a dumb question it's not a dumb question uh how much i've spent at wow over the years i i right. can't calculate it but, yeah. but it's a lot right i mean yeah. i almost eat lunch there every day so you figure that's like seven eight bucks a day you know it's like 40 a week so times i don't know fifty thousand weeks because i'm fucking old as hell <laughs> right. um but you know it's a lot of money probably at least uh two semesters for olivia at college that's, that's what i mean i wish we could if we could just get all like it, it's just so much involved, like because I, I I've given I gave you my totals this year for my game. So oh, by the way, I guess you were zero and one last week, right? I don't think I you was. Gave any, I don't think you gave anything other than the the game. Well, thank uh, God, because I clearly didn't have a read on that game, except that I did say no. I thought the Patriots uh, would win, but I thought that the Rams would cover. I was wrong. Yeah. Um, I, somehow I had actually Michelle for the first one of the one of my players with the first touchdown, uh, but anyway. Oh wait! Uh, before you go on, yeah. Did you get in on the prop for um? There was there was a prop for Brady's first pass will be an interception. Did you oh, get really? in on that prop? Yeah, oh. there was. Yes. Oh, that sucks. I know. I was. So... Oh, it was it was amazing. It was like fifteen thousand to one. <laughs> I was thinking. I think I texted you. Can you imagine being that that guy? that bet real money on will no touchdown be scored. Like he was feeling it. Like, oh, he, he must have I been know. like, Oh my God. I would have been so excited. Cause I'm at heart. I'm an under better. I love unders. I just love reading for nothing. And, <laughs> and it's so satisfying when it happens. Yeah. I, I feel bad for those guys that bet on, on a, uh, on no touchdowns being scored. It's always like 2000 to one. It's always nuts. Well, it came close, right? And what yeah. was the lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time? Amazing. We yeah. went from 100 points. It's amazing. It's amazing. I well, love it. That's what's amazing about Belichick, what they're saying, how, you know, in a, in a league where it's just scoring, and like you said, you had that Rams-Chiefs uh, Monday night game with that ridiculous scoring. 
and in that same season where you have was was that the highest scoring game ever? The Rams Chiefs or was it like second highest or something? Something around there, yeah. Okay, but I mean in a season where you have that Belichick then, you know, literally wins with just one touchdown and a couple field goals. Yeah. It's just amazing. He decides we're not going to we're not going to blow the roof off scoring this this year. What we're going to do is we're just going to run the ball, try to control the clock. Tom's going to do what he can do and our defense is just going to shut them down. And that's what they did. I loved it. They uh yeah, I you know, if you embraced it. Now, was your was your bet and you believed in your bet. I'm not saying you didn't, but it was there how much was it you hate the Patriots? Um no, no. I mean, I think there was no because I thought that the Patriots would win. I just thought that the Rams yeah. were going to be able to keep it close. Like I my thoughts were that they the I think I was right in my head about the Patriots game plan. Um they were going to try and run the ball as best they could. Um and they did, but even they weren't really getting anywhere either with the run game. The running backs didn't go nuts last week. I don't I don't even remember hearing all that much about James White. No. Um, Michelle had Michelle had a couple bursts right through the middle. I mean, I think they started wearing down the Rams. D line in the second half, but no, I mean, I was, I think that's what they were going to attempt to do. So I, I had a feeling that it was just going to be lower scoring, right? Because I thought it was a thirty-one thirty finish. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's what I predicted, and so no, I just thought that the Rams are going to be able to, you know, somewhat move the ball and keep pace, and just it wouldn't be enough, or or they'd be ahead, and then Brady would, you know, drive down towards the end of the game for a field goal win or, or a touchdown. But I was wrong. Yeah. It was just such a low scoring game. Yeah, for for me, after the divisional round debacle, it was nice to just bet the better team that pretty much simply won from start to finish, and there wasn't much to think about. And they they put me in the black for the year. Yeah, well, the Patriots, uh, it was easy to bet with them, uh, I guess. But, um, you know, it's not that I hate the Patriots. I I, I don't hate Belichick. I don't hate... um, I don't hate Brady. Uh, I, you know, I guess I'm kind of sick. It's it's too late to be sick of them winning all the time. They own the 2000s. They just own them. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I'm, know, I'm, they, it's, it's, yeah. I'm all good with it. It's fine. Yeah. What am I gonna do? It's it, I could have hated it a long time ago, I guess. But by now, it's just like whatever. The Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, and Brady's gonna be in the top five of all time. So so be it. That's top, all good. The top five of what? Quarterbacks. He's not number one? He's nah, I don't think so, but you know, you might. Oh. All right. Well, g- come on. Uh, d- did they win because of his performance on Sunday? I don't I don't know. I I I don't I, I don't get this argument with him. I don't get it. Uh, what are we winning? Think... What are we, what are we playing the game for? I don't know. I, I don't know. Why is it better to have a shittier team and a John Elway? You know, like miraculously pulling games out of his ass. I don't know why that makes him better quarterback. But, or, but they're not miraculous. It's better quarterback play. All right. Yeah. I, I, that's that's fine. I don't. I don't want to discuss this. I don't want to. I'm you don't want to get into it. I don't. You don't like that argument. I just go ahead. I don't. I don't care. It's, no, I don't care enough. You know, I'm just saying. I. You know, it's not like you see the most amazing stat lines out of him in these victories. There's, that's all. There's this. Um, so you're familiar with Mike Francesa? Yeah. Do you ever listen to his show actually, or him and the Mad Dog back in the day? 
Uh, Mike, I just, uh, it's funny that you ask about that. I've just watched an interview that he did with Warren Sapp. I have no idea when the interview took place. Uh, it was great, though, because Warren Sapp just, he's so gangster. He doesn't care. He just says whatever he wants. And uh, now I like, I like Mike. Well, he's turned into just a douchebag buffoon where <laughs> he doesn't, you know, I don't even, no one even knows if he watches sports anymore. And there's a great Twitter feed that I'll send you where this dude just, you know, basically watches him all day and then just, you know, he won't admit he's wrong to fans. He contradicts himself every 10 seconds. He doesn't know shit about sports anymore other than, you know, the Yankees. And uh, he's dying on this hill of Montana is better than Brady because Brady lost three Super Bowls and Montana didn't lose any. And well, that's a silly argument. I, that's I, dumb. I know, but th- I've been reading, I've been watching these videos all week of him. Like, he, see, the thing is, he doesn't like the Patriots because he doesn't have a relationship with Belichick. So Francesa and Parcells were butt buddies, and you know, and Eli Manning and the Maras, and he knows everybody. But Belichick is not warm and fuzzy with anybody, and certainly not with Francesa. So Francesa, you know, pounces when there's a you know Deflate Gate and all this kind of shit, and you know, the idea that he 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 was saying there was a clip this week, I'll send it to you, where he said Peyton Manning <laughs> was a better quarterback than Brady uh, based uh. on re- based on regular season. I mean, it's just so I've been watching these insane clips all week and then right. I, I can't I just can't do it with you right now. I'm sorry. No, I don't want to get into it either. I it's not like I think Brady's a bad quarterback. He may maybe in my mind he's number two. I, I don't know. I don't even know who I think the number one quarterback is. What I do know is that he's definitely in the, my top five, and I'm no quarterback guru. I'm just talking about what I what I like. You know, I mean, my favorite quarterbacks, uh, who I think is the greatest. I mean, it's you know, if it's a punt, pass, and kick quarterback competition, I mean, you know, maybe Jeff George is the best quarterback, but you know, no one no one prepared himself like Brady. No one kept himself in shape like him. You know, he's uh, you know, I would say I would argue uh, I would guess that he's at the facility studying and knowing everything about the opposing defenses as much as anybody in that building. Um, you know, I don't know how much Joe Montana was, was, was there for 24 hours a day. I don't know. Joe Montana, first of all, it, it's almost like, you know, number one, I was pretty young watching Montana. Um, I didn't know the game as well. It like when he was around, John Candy was a popular actor. Okay. Right. So it was just so long ago. I, well, I'm more a fan. My, I'm more a fan of the gunslinger, gamer type quarterbacks. I love Favre, you know. I love Rodgers. Um, I just th- those are the guys I enjoy watching more. A uh, little bit reckless, not always picture perfect, but you you always felt good or or that they might be able to get their team back into it. Like that's the kind of quarterback I like. And certainly Brady is the best at getting his team back to a victory or getting them back into a game. I, I don't dispute that. I just like – I think I enjoyed the style of like a far a little bit more than I've been enjoying Brady. That's All right. That's fine. Tell me – yeah. Then break it down by styles. But I, when, I can't I can't have you rank Favre and Rodgers ahead of no. Brady. I can't. And even Montana. I mean Montana – it should be Montana versus Brady. should be the conversation. Um, you know, I, I, I would argue that Bill Walsh created a, an offense that no one had ever seen before, which really helped facilitate Montana's game. Uh, I get what you're saying with uh, yeah that, but Belichick orchestrates these victories more so than Brady. Yeah, but I mean, lately Brady has fallen. I don't. 
I, I think Brady has a great arm. I think he's uh, he does everything but move. And so you know yeah, you get he, ex- didn't, he didn't look amazing in this Super Bowl. Do you think no, that he did? No, I, I no, so. no, no, no. I'm, I'm looking. I'm going overall now. I mean, they're yeah. You know, like uh, all right. Uh, yeah, like you know, we don't we don't like we said we're not going to get into it. We talked about it for like six or seven minutes now. Are um, we? Uh, yeah, forget we're it. We're gonna have to. On a, on a, we're gonna have to talk about the Sixers at some point. That'd be nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, just as a high note, I could say I, I was gleeful hearing that Markel Fultz got shipped away. Uh, you know how amazing. Yeah, just God. an amazing year. You know what? Already, I, I would. I would love. I will. Uh, fuck Adam Silver and the NBA. Fuck them for giving us Brian Colangelo. I mean, how dare they like give us this guy because a <laughs> little daddy's boy and he comes and fucks everything up. I mean, look what Elton Brand did in like seven months. I mean, I, I, oh, I I'm so I'm so angry that Colangelo is here. Inst- yeah, uh, certainly instead of, Hank, instead of Hanky. Oh, it drives me fucking crazy that, that the NBA did that to us. Everybody, Does anybody uh, like Colangelo. And, and by the way, you know, no. No, of course not. And then, and then it's his dad because his dad is, you know, USA Basketball and the whole nine yards with him, and all his right. all his influence. Um, but I just, you know, the idea that Hinky was, quote unquote, so out of the box with his with his thinking, and you know, kind of basically, you know, I don't know if he came out and said we're tanking, but what the fuck we were because who wants to be in that no man's land of eighth seed maybe. Or just miss the playoffs year after year after year after year after year, you know. But but the thing is, their team's tanking this year. What's Adam Silver doing about that? I mean, give me a fucking Nothing. break with this bullshit. What did he do last year? Nothing. I know. Oh, it fucking pisses me off. Now that I think, I'll tell about you what. Colangelo has got a strong Twitter game, though. You have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he he did. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's it's not serving him well now, but it uh. was it was pretty good right before he left the Sixers. Um, I, I thank God. What a fucking asshole! I'm glad he got fired up <laughs> like the like the dumbest thing in the world, setting up it fake was. Twitter accounts. You fucking loser! And, and yeah, are there are there many more dumber firings in the history of sports than that one? Like <laughs> what the, the the thing that got you fired? It is pretty dumb. Be, <laughs> I can't th- I can't think of anything. I, I was trying to think of it earlier um, or I, I, not earlier. You know, when that story broke, I was like, hey, has anybody else ever been fired for something as dumb as this? That's so stupid. God, what a douchebag. I'm so mad. But did you did yeah. you did you, did you, ha- did you see the game last night? The uh, uh, did, Nuggets? No, no. Yeah, it's nice when they really start getting things figured out. Um, you know, Brown has to figure out. The rotations and, and the bench, and then we got another guy, Simmons coming. He didn't play last night, but when the when the when the starting five was on the floor, like with five minutes left, it was basically like game over. Like yeah, you really felt it already. Yeah, yeah, they 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 got the East, I think, right? I mean, I I mean, it's, I listen. You know, it's I've, a little scary. Toronto's a little scary, but yeah, I have to switch. I have to switch in the NBA mode. Obviously, I've been watching football and just Villanova, you know, you know, for the most part and, and Sixers and no flyers. So I have to like, I don't know. I don't really know. Like Hayden was like Denver's Denver's first in the West or something. I said, what? Like, I had no idea. Or, but they're second in the West. I was, I was shocked by that. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not up on that either. I, I hear you. I'm yeah, not so, following hoops yet. 
so I mean, that everyone everyone seems to say that yeah, they're they 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 could be a shoe in, um, but you know, at least when they play the Celtics now, they don't have to have. And I love T.J. McConnell, but you know he had too many significant minutes last year in the playoffs. Where you know now <laughs> we have some you know, a little better players. Yeah, we're, we're when you're when you're given a player that caliber that many minutes, uh, clearly you're not going to go super far in the playoffs, but. You know, I uh, traveled this week, oh, and and I gotta say, I I, I really, I just respect you so much ah. for being able to travel as much as you do. Um, you know, I traveled to, to so I I flew to Tampa, okay. and what airline? American, okay. American. The flight down there was was wonderful. You know, I was on a it was just a huge plane. And uh, so the seats were all leather, kind of plush. I wasn't in first class. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was a nice trip down there. My problem is just as always, man. And and you're you're TSA pre-check, so I'm not because I don't travel frequently enough. I travel like oh. three times a year, four times a year. I'm I'm now seriously thinking about getting involved with this TSA pre-check because I I just cannot take it anymore. Even for the those three- attitudes, yeah. Even for those yeah, three times a year, it's worth it. I I think you're right. I mean, I, how much is this gonna cost me to to go TSA precheck? It's um, it's either seventy five or maybe one hundred and fifty bucks. If it's okay, e- yeah, it's tr- Yeah, you can't well, even place a value on it. You can't when you think about the alternative of uh, take your shoes, remember no liquids, da da da, and hold your shit in your hand, and nothing in your pockets, and. Jesus Christ, I get like such line anxiety when I'm waiting to go through here. And I'm I'm sitting there like untying my shoes as I'm like, you know, twelve feet away from from this stupid uh conveyor belt. And and now I gotta get like four plastic bins out because I got two laptops. You know, I got my work laptop, I got my MacBook. Yeah. Uh then it then I gotta take my belt off. And of course, you know, I don't have slip on shoes. I'm not fucking the Godfather. You know, I'm not Tony <laughs> Soprano with, with these fucking leather slippers. Like I got regular like shoes that just have ties on them. Oh uh, yeah, that's um, a big mistake. It is. It's a you know, it's I don't think of it. And I just don't have those kinds of shoes. I'd have to wear like my Adidas slides or something mm. to the airport, which I'm not doing in, in February. Um so I just I know people fly every day. It's not like uh, I'm not complaining about it. This is not a new complaint. I just don't know how you do it. I don't know how you travel so frequently. I well, hate it. <laughs> well, I think it's so interesting to say, like, kind of the anxiety you have. And and I think that's that's the amazing part of this society. Like, this this society makes law-abiding citizens feel like criminals. You know, you... Yeah. You, you, you know, you've never... I mean, I, I, it's probably been years since you've attempted to hijack a plane, I'm guessing. It's been... That was your definitely uh, your teenage years. The last time you tried, that um, yeah, was back when I used to hang out with Muhammad Atta. Yeah, right. You know, so uh, when they when they do the random selections or they're they're yelling at this, they're yelling at that. First of all, it's all bullshit, as I've discussed. Uh, yeah. You know, there's nothing. Uh, there, there were studies too where when they were, the government shut down, they were talking about TSA people. I'm like, you know, cry me a river. Uh, there's studies on how much stuff they actually miss. Like people are, you know, <laughs> real weapons that people are getting on the planes. You know, how are they being missed? Where are they stuffing them? And they're all the way up their ass. I don't see how you're getting through. I don't. I don't know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They up. 
the dose or up the uh, not the dose, but the um, the metal detectors. They, there must be a, a switch to lower them and raise them because I travel. Like I said, I buy a belt and I make sure it's, it goes through metal detectors. And I'll travel weeks, 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 going through, going through, going through. And then every once in a while, it's like, you know, a real dead time of day. And they decide to turn up the machines. And then my belt, I have to take it off. There's no right. rhyme. Or, there's no fucking rhyme or reason to it. And it's just, again, it's all bull. Think about, think about where, you know, you feel, you know, you're a law-abiding citizen in New Jersey. All we do, we're taxpayers. That's all we fucking do is pay taxes. And, but when we see those red and blue lights come on behind this, what happens? Oh my God, you got the pit in your stomach. You're like, what did I do? You're freaking out. I'm not a yeah. fuck, I'm not a fucking criminal, pants. dude. I'm an experienced driver going 10 miles over the speed limit. Go fuck yourself. Right. I, my registration's up to date. Yeah. You know, um, my, uh, what do you call it? Inspection stickers are good. Like, why do I get so nervous when there's a cop behind of course. me? I don't get it. Yeah. Cause this is, yeah. Cause the fucking all the government does is just fucking want to destroy us. That's all they want is our. <laughs> that's all they want is our fucking money. I, I actually I got pulled over and I um, didn't have the, the registration wasn't renewed. Now, meanwhile, so I pull out of the glove box a handful, a stack of papers documenting my insurance <laughs> and registration history, except for the last month. Yeah, of course. Hey, guess what, cocksucker? What am I? Am I now? What am I? I'm on the land now. I decided to play ball for the past ten years, but now I'm like, yeah. fuck these guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go play by their rules anymore. Is that what you think happened, or it slipped my mind? How about you let the that, fucking taxpayer just fucking go, you fucking pricks? Do you have all those sitting in a, like a three punch binder in, in your glove box? <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. It's certainly not that organized. But I mean, you know, obviously, I'm. You know, I didn't just. I didn't rush the border, and I'm coming up here as a migrant worker, in you know, in a in a Toyota pickup. No offense to uh, anybody, oh, no. but none you know, taken. Why would that offend me? But yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. a, a half a million people you just offended. Jesus Christ! What am I doing here? What are we doing, Johnny? The ten grand in property taxes isn't enough. How much more I do you know. want from me? Uh, I don't know. You gotta you gotta update your registration. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm fucking John Dillinger. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, I'm well, I, We've become that's what, so when you're when you're anxious about your about your laptops and your belt, you are Muhammad Atta. You are Muhammad right. Atta at that moment. I probably look like I'm, I'm trying to hide something as I'm going through yeah. security because, you know, you just get so, like, you do, you get anxious. And, and the other thing is that it's because I'm so impatient myself that I don't want to be the person that's, like, holding up the line because it's taking me an extra four seconds to get my shoe off my foot. Uh and, you know, I'm like trying to rip this thing off. I'm balancing on the other foot. I'm I ripping know. the shoe off the one foot. You know, you just God hang, dangling in midair. God bless you, Johnny, and me, and the people out there that realize they're not alone in the world and they think about this type of stuff. Because I'll be standing behind the people, you know, in the Mr. T starter kit and, you know, in the Sammy Davis Jr. ring set. And every every appendage has has jewelry on it that they're <laughs> that they're taking off. When are they taking it off? As they're in line, no, they're taking off right before they're through to walk the metal detector. That's when, when they, someone reminds them for the fiftieth time that you need to take off yeah. any you know jewelry or anything like that. How about the print? And now they don't want you to have paper in your pocket. Oh fuck them! They, they said if you have paper in your pocket, hold it in your hands. No, nah, ignore that's bullshit. I don't. No, that's what they. That's what they said. They I had to hold. I had like a receipt in my hand. 
And I think I had my li- I stuffed my license into my pocket because I didn't feel like like pulling my wallet out. And yeah, I have to hold. I had just, I'm sitting there holding a license in one hand, like a receipt in the other hand, above my head. You know, as I'm assuming the position inside that X-ray machine. It's, uh, no paper. No paper. Yeah. Because I'm gonna. I'm well, gonna. That's I'm I gonna. Keep my anthrax powder. I'm inside gonna get my receipts. What's that? That's where I keep my anthrax powder inside <laughs> oh, my see, receipts. Now, see, my I think I can, um, I can cut the pilot's neck with a nice paper cut and bring the plane <laughs> down. That's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was planning. I had to confess. I was planning to slice him in the neck. Smart. With my receipt from um from Subway. Foiled again. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. What? What's well, thank you. I I appreciate planes, I appreciate the kudos. Yeah. Kudos to you and all these people that are traveling every week. Like, oh my God, I just want to jump off a bridge. Oh, and you saw the lady between the two big fatos. It was yes. like, it was like went viral a couple weeks ago. The fat shamer. Yeah, now she's a horrible bitch. I mean, just yeah. because because if you remember, I did the same thing a couple months ago, right? Where I had the big fat guy he sat down next to me. I'm like, oh no, I can't do this, and I. You know, I said I, you know, I, I made up an excuse to get out of there, and then he kept saying to me, "What? You can't, can't handle this or whatever." Met that guy, and I'm like, yes. "No, I was being polite about." It. I'm like, "No, no, I have to go to the bathroom." And I left. Like that's how I handled right. it. Now this poor lady, so she's on a four and a half hour flight with these huge fat people, and guess you know what? Listen, yeah, she was horrible, but I'm completely on her side if she handled it better. Who the fuck wants to sit in the middle seat? Well, no, uh, also by the way. Lady, spend thirty dollars and buy yourself a window seat. I mean, you can buy a day of <laughs> flight almost all the time. Yeah, you can upgrade your seat. Yeah, right? there, there's I no mean, reason to ever sit in the middle seat. Um, yeah, but can you do it right there on the spot when you walk on the plane? You see, there's like two fatties in the two seats around yours. Well, no, you're First, f- don't don't get a middle seat to begin with. That's what I mean. You're fucked. Yeah, don't even get on the plane with a middle seat. Right. Um, because you have to avoid – because listen, everyone's getting fatter and fatter. You know, I'm sure you saw when you were boarding the plane, the um, the pre-boarders, you know, there's there will be your typical super old person and maybe somebody with a broken leg or something. And then you're going to have five other people that are just fucking fat and they just they, – they take a wheelchair down the jetway like <laughs> – you know, most of these people just like – Don't let go of that wheelchair. Spend the – <laughs> no. you know, God, he's gonna plow uh, through the side of the plane. I mean, half these half these pre-boarders are just big fatos, and yeah, and, yeah. And, and these airlines, I mean, they bleed everyone dry. Why they're not charging? Why not? They have to start putting a late a weight limit on this. If you're <laughs> if, if you're three hundred pounds, well, there is a weight limit. Uh, you know, it can only hold so much in luggage. Sure, but you know, you, those two fatos, they should have bought the whole row. If, I'm assuming they were together, the window and the aisle seat. How nice of them. Right. They don't want to sit next to each other. No shit. Nobody wants to sit next to you, <laughs> fatso. So, you know, but they they should have to buy a whole row. I don't what – what are they – I think we brought this up. I thought I said this already. Like the airlines have a real problem on their hands with fat people taking up space in certain rows. Like it's not <laughs> fair to, you know, an average-shaped person like yourself and, and then an even slimmer version like me. Um, it's just not fair. <laughs> well, I, I know Johnny, I'm like, I'm the fattest I've ever been right now, but I'm still like, I'm still, no, I don't find you to be that. Well, no, I'm by weight. I am. I trust me. But 
but I'm still <laughs> I'm still kind of a small guy out in the world. Like I'm like dwarfed by by, by people. Like, and yeah. I and it's just it's you know. And again, this this is from like a pod seven pods ago. You know where we need. I think in society we got to do more fat shaming. You're, yeah, you can you can love yourself and all that shit, but stop eating fast food. Just stop it. Just stop. Stop. And, yeah. and well, and, they're not going to stop. And you know what? Did you ever see the movie Super Size Me? It was like 20 years ago. People but are still eating that way. Would they would would they stop if American Airlines put a scale? You know, as you're as you're as you're walking onto the flight, checking your having this, you step on a scale. I mean, it's awkward. I don't want to be the American Airlines says, hold on a second, sir. Can you step on this scale? I think you're oh. 300 pounds. But guess what? That's a tough job. It is a tough job. But guess what? I mean, what are we doing here? Stop being 300 pounds. There's no, how many 300 pounders do we have anymore? Uh, a lot. I, so I mean, like, I was um, another tangent. I watched the Miami Vice pilot last night. And, yeah. Uh, I think this could be something. Uh, this could be something we could talk about or rewatch. I'm 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 ready to rewatch the whole series. So it's all like brand well, new. Well, wait, are we doing Sopranos first? Yeah, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for either one or both. Um, but now, it, you know, obviously Miami. I'm noticing it's 1984. I'm obsessed with the fashion, and you know, it's Miami anyway, so everyone's pretty skinny. But even just the regular people, you know, like a fat guy back then was was maybe 210 pounds. <laughs> you know, there was no, yeah, you know, it's smaller. Like I think back in the day. So they, um, the dad from life goes on Corky's dad was, um, yeah. was, was, was Crockett's partner. And I think if, I think if I ask you right now, do you remember him as like kind of a heavy guy? You'd probably say yes. Right. Yeah, I think so. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, vague recollection, but yeah, I think so. He wasn't like, you know, oh. Stephen Keaton. Yeah. That's a super skinny guy. And, uh, you know, Conrad Bain. Skinny guy, but you know, the, Conrad Bain. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that, is that Mr. Drummond? Yes. Oh yeah, uh, he was thin. Gordon Jump, famously, yeah, he was he was fat uh, for his yes. time. But um, you know, Nell Carter. But you know, it was, <laughs> it was few and far between. But this, but this life goes on, Dad. You know, he was just a regular dude. Um, and I'm telling you, it's you know, it's it's been a 30 years of just fat and fat and fat. And I'm a part of it. I'm you know, I like my fast food too. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to uh, avoid that. You know, look, my stomach grew over the years. What am I going to do about it? But I mean, look, it's just we. There, I've had that moment several times in in previous flights where, you know, I'm sitting. Usually, I'm I got the window seat, and I keep looking up because the the seat next to me is open. <laughs> I just keep looking up. I'm like staring yeah. at you know at that aisle, dreading. And I'm like sizing people up that are coming down. I'm like, oh God, please don't be that person or that one back there in the giant dress. Like I just don't want that to be the person that sits next to me <laughs> I know. because I know it's like, it's going to be skin on skin, the whole flight, uh, you know, knee against knee, uh. forearm against forearm <laughs> and, you know, potential smells sometimes. <laughs> so Olivia has never seen fat people before. Has she? <laughs> no, she has. She, she, you know, of course, anything like that makes her laugh. Of course, you know she she can't help herself. She's ten, so. Um, it's so true, but man. Yeah, it's, it's but yeah, and I I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. I mean, so many people go through this. It's the the non-fat half of society. Yeah, I, I it, it's it's I, I sat kind of courtside lately. I went to a Villanova game in Chicago, and you know I'm by myself, 
and I had like the biggest dudes in the world next to me. Like I couldn't again dwarfed me like <laughs> like a foot and a half taller than me and bigger. And like when I would lift up my arm to to like sip my beer, like I couldn't get past the dude's arm. Like I had to like almost straight. I had to do like a Nazi salute with my beer and then <laughs> and then hold it up in the air and then pour it into my mouth would have been the easier way. Well, it's not like you're a little petunia either. That's what I mean. I mean I'm a big dude. Know, I'm, I'm a pretty for big these guy. These guys to be dwarfing you. I know. That's oh crazy. God. I just like, oh. it's 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 a lot. Yeah. So, well, we we made I, a lot of friends with this episode. Well, all right. what can we do? It's a public service announcement. Know. If you're 300 pounds, I'm sorry. Cut it out. We're, we're not coming up with solutions. Actually, I. Yeah, I think the solutions are pretty easy. Yeah, walk your dog, man. Just walk around the block yeah. a couple times. That's all. Just get a couple walks. Get it started. A few less cheeseburgers and fries. No soda. No, no soda. No diet soda. None of that stuff. <laughs> diet soda. Yeah. I, What's it, the point? You know, it's uh, yeah. Once you once you kind of eat a little less, don't eat after eight. No matter what. Yeah. It's easy, Johnny. Everyone knows. I know. I mean, uh, I know too. I mean, I'm not doing it, but I, I try. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Um, I love candy's good. Yeah, it is. But, you know, I don't know. Some people, they just have a propensity to be fat too. They can't help it. Now, see, now here you go apologizing. I'm not talking about you know, those people. Oh, you're not? Well, yes, uh, I am. I'm talking clarify. about everybody. There, there, there's some people. You know what? I, it's funny. Somebody, I forget where I was. Somebody was talking about somebody had um, had stomach surgery, and they're like, uh, "Oh my God, he was so fat, and now he's a a thirty two waist." And I'm like, "Motherfucker!" I'm like, "I hate when fat guys now are thinner than me." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I wish, well, wait, but it's from getting the stomach stapling. Yes, but still, yeah, it's that's cheating. Anyway, <laughs> I know, but now, why is that huge fat guy like you know he's thinner than me? It drives me crazy. I know, but then you got like those crazy rolls, you know, like the flaps of skin. It looks really weird. Yeah. When they do that, <laughs> I, I mean, hey, it, it's great if it works. And and then they, um, yeah, they like cinch up your stomach, right? It's just like t- yeah, there's extra your, your stuff stomach's tiny. Skin. But yeah. yeah, you know, uh, that being said, everyone's beautiful and love yourself. Yeah. You know, you're perfect just the way you are. On and on and on. You are and beautiful on. Yeah. just the way you are. You can do anything. You can. It's up to you right. if you want to do it. It's, I can tell you believe all these yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are well. We, is that. We, how long are we? Can we talk about The Bachelor or is it too late? Yeah, we got a little bit of time. Okay. I would say we've about five, five, six minutes left. All right. Colton kissed the girl that's never been kissed. Right. Um, how does is a girl it the best kiss in the world? <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't. Is it true love's kiss? I really don't like that girl. Like her appearance. Like she looks. Heather. It. it is it Heather? Yeah. Like if you name. took. Yeah. If you took the parts of her, like all the different parts of her, you would say, "Oh yeah, pretty eyes. Okay. Oh, blonde hair. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, a nice shape face or whatever. Oh yeah. But you put it all together, she doesn't look right. She looks like a weird skeleton to me. And like, I and then when you factor in, she was she she mentioned she was dating somebody for eight months, and still never kissed him. Wait, she dated someone for eight months and didn't kiss. That's just so bizarre. Yeah, 
Uh, Who's that guy? Is that Colton's brother? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anybody else who would be okay with I don't that. know. <laughs> Can you imagine? What the hell is wrong with these people? I don't get it, man. Um, Where are they finding all these people? But uh, it's – I don't know. They're, they're <laughs> But they're amazing, the stuff they come up with and – and uh, and fight. It, I like when they all say to each other, you know, it's weird when I see the guy I'm dating kissing someone else. Like they all think they're dating this guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. He's he loves each and every one of you. <laughs> Elise left this week. She's like, yeah, I don't, you know, I I wish uh, I wish it could be just me and you, but it's not, and all these people. And so, uh, yeah, that's the show, uh, dummy. That's the- well, and you've known this guy three days, right? I, how long? What? How long is this process? I think so you know, in in like real time, like I get it in TV time, it feels like oh they're stretching it, like it's going on forever. But is this like a matter of two weeks? No, I think it's kind of. I think it's a decent chunk. I think it's two months. Two months, really? Yeah. Okay. God, I, imagine how much they're cutting out. Just boring nonsense. I just I'm 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 worried about um, at their offices back home, where someone has to cover for all the work they do, at their <laughs> at their job. <laughs> well, I don't know what kind of jobs that some of them have. I what, what what's Demi? Um, what was her job? I forget. It's like social media, something or other. Was she too? Yeah, they're all. I think I think Colin's still a football player. Yeah, he was a he was a all pro. Yeah. Colton. Yeah, have you noticed that in our text thread that I kill a lot of these you know, people be texting, 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 and then I'll I'll spread out some bullshit and then it kinda ends. Have you noticed that? You mean so like in the middle of the text chains for the for the league? Yeah. Yeah, it does seem to die. It's like you I, pour a lot of cold water on the on the I think, on all the fun. <laughs> I think um I think what it is is I probably most of these people like I don't really I don't think I've ever met any of them actually, and so you haven't met anyone in the league. I don't think so. How's that possible? Aren't they all Melinda's friends? I think a couple of them I may have met like you know like very quickly, but I don't really. It's not like you know we're not partying or anything. You know what I mean? But <laughs> but I, yeah. But I'm pretty sure they think I'm an asshole, and I'll tell you why. Um, oh, I, I have a few guesses why, but God. <laughs> so in the so in the beginning. Um, when we, you know, had these fantasy leagues, I treated it like, like a guy's fantasy league. Now, my, <laughs> my first fantasy football league was with, was with you. It was in 2012. And yes. I have to admit that you used to write emails, I think to everybody or everyone would write emails, but you would write and I hadn't at, at 2012, like I hadn't seen you in years, I think. Right. Yeah. Probably. It was probably eight years or something. Oh God! At least so, like, I want to say it was from like 2004 on. Okay, so well, that's eight years. Yep. So, so like, yeah, we were happy to see each other, but then like, a, like a month in, there would be a, like an email from you, and you like eviscerate me because of my fantasy football team, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, does Johnny not like me? Like he's being a real dick. Like why is he saying this to me? Like I was like, <laughs> I didn't. I was so over the top back then. <laughs> I really was. But like I would just yeah, I would do those scathing little write ups or those little <laughs> posts on on the message board to everyone, to you, to to all of them. Right. You get a little personal, and I'm like, oh my God, like. Jesus Christ! What did I do something to Johnny? I gotta. I think I gotta talk to him now. You know, I understand now. It's all just part of fantasy right. football. You just go 
as hardcore as you can. So in the first yeah. couple of years, I would kind of do this. I would kind of like break everyone's balls a little bit. And I tried to like temper it, but I think the die has been cast. So now every time I come up with my, <laughs> you know, I think I told, I said like this week, you know, like everyone's lower, this, everyone's emotional intelligence is super low in this league or something. And then <laughs> no, obviously, this is, I don't, you know, it's fucking, you don't know any, right. It's like, you don't know any of them. It's, so it's not like you're forming a real opinion. And I'm teasing, you know, and then there's, there's history with emotional intelligence in the bachelor where there's been contestants talking about that, which is ironic. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, I thought that yeah, was really. funny. I didn't know if you had picked up on that, but I mean, if anyone, if anyone from the, uh, the bachelor league is listening, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm dick, but I'm not, not to you guys. All the stuff I, no, if, all the stuff I text if, is, is supposed to be fun. Yeah, it probably doesn't help that I'm liking every everything that you say. So I'm giving it a thumbs up or a ha ha, you know. And they're probably like, "Oh, well, he's a dick too." Why? <laughs> I'm just like you, applauding every dick thing that you say. Why <laughs> so are, they probably why are you just lumping fun me of into sick your kids and a and a contested dead sister. I don't know because <laughs> we are. Yeah, right. It's just because we found it funny. That's all. <laughs> But I love them all. I love our. Uh, we have a good crew. Yeah, I, I, mean, I hope they. they uh, a I hope, lot of funny actually, commentary. I hope, going I hope they on. don't hate Melinda because they think I, like, like why is Melinda married to this dickhead? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But the thing is, Melinda asks herself that too all the time. <sighs> good point. Okay. You know, when you think about it, she she she's had to come to grips with that. She made her choice. And there endeth the podcast. That's it. That's it. Is that all that we wanted to talk about this week? So, let's say this. So, are we definitely doing a Sopranos rewatch? Yeah, man, let's do it. I'm ready. All right. So then, do Miami Vice so too. For, for the listeners, yeah. Well, for the listeners, what do you want to do? The first two episodes, or you want to do three episodes? I'm sure we could we can knock out you know just discussion about two episodes per our episode. Yeah, that sound good. I think two. Yeah, we could probably do three, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to start out. Let's let's do three and let's see how it goes. Okay, so that's the first three. That when anyone who's listening who cares to listen to about that, um, you know, the, the, just follow along with us and and we'll we'll recap the first three and just give some of our thoughts. So Re- relive the Sopranos here. Yeah, I mean, everyone should be. And if you haven't rewatched it in a while, this is a great opportunity. Um, we'll talk about it. We got Seppenwall's book, um, but this could be uh, Sopranos Bachelor. Sixers, I think, is Garden State of Mind for the next sounds good. next couple months. Yeah, is there anything else? Is there anything else coming on? Oh, Game of Thrones also April. Yeah, that's when everyone everything takes a hiatus, and I think we just focus on that. Yeah. at that point, absolutely. Yeah. I, All right, well, let's see how many Sopranos we can get through between yeah. now and then. I'm sure we could do a lot. Yeah. Like a month and a half's worth. I mean, we're podcasting every week. Do we need to go to two or three times a week? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what any day Rosé has to say. We're if lucky, they want us yeah, to, then oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, well, uh, we're lucky that we pull off one a week. Um, so I'm glad that we do. But, well, listen, thank you so much to you and to all of our listeners. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, number 30 in the books now. Number 30. Great NFL season. So much fun. I loved. I love talking about it. I love it. Uh, me too. I know. God, we have a long hiatus here. I mean, we'll be able to talk football um, here and there, but it does kind of suck and like, when it's gone. If there are any, you know, the 
the, the people that love the, the local Philly radio, uh, you know, I know we're not your cup of tea, but I'm so proud of us for never discussing like really Foles versus Wentz and all that bullshit. Um, you can't come, you yeah, can't come out of that. You can't come to us for that nonsense. I'm so proud of us for not doing that bullshit. Me too. And I get it. It's something to debate. And when things are slow, there's not much else to talk about. I understand. You know, that's the thing is they just can't let go of Eagles talk. Even when the season is basically over, um, they, they got to find something to talk about. Eventually it dwindles away, but yeah, you know, there's going to be it, no more of that, right? I mean, Foles is going to be gone, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, uh, forget I mentioned it. I'm sorry. Let's just wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, um, all right. Listen, yeah, I can't say good luck to anyone anymore. There's no, there's no uh. more gambling going on, no more <laughs> betting. Oh, I beg to differ. Well, right. I'm talking about for the average, you know, non scumbag um, person, but not, not the degenerates like you. Uh, my, I, I'm not. I'm not thinking about any betting. Um, the Sixers. But, but the Sixers can. covered last night. In case you're interested, and uh, <laughs> you and the Cuz. Yeah, you man. And the Cuz. Yeah. I know you got some healthy bets going on. <laughs> I'm cashing out. I'm cashing out. By the way, DraftKings and nice, nice cash outs. Nice and quick. Nice. Days. Good stuff. Yeah, you had a good season. <clears throat> All right, Johnny Cakes. All right, that's it. That's a wrap. Thanks to everyone. We will talk to you next week. Don't forget to watch your Sopranos. We will be back to discuss episodes one through three. Jeff, have a good rest of your weekend. Bye, Johnny Cakes. Bye, it's a god of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time Football kids and movies about crime It's a god instead of mine